everyone, and... No, 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 no. It's a different time of year. This is the only time you can say these. These words. But, but it's, no. it's the thing. I know it's a thing. But, like, every time of year, something changes and something needs to give. We need new direction. We need new words. Give and take. And, uh, no. We don't need you singing. Okay. But say three different words instead of, hello, everyone. Find it in your heart and you'll know what you need to say. I love it deep within my heart, Chris. I will say, Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me on this jolly ride throughout past histories of Christmas is Mr... Hi, it's Chris Vint. I thought you were going to call me an elf or we're going to be on a sleigh ride or something like that. So thanks for not doing that. But yes, I'm very happy to be sitting down. Hopefully you're listening to this maybe on Christmas Eve. If you're listening to this on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, uh, then thank you for listening to us. And we hope that you have a very wonderful Christmas as we delve back into the retroshock ways of doing things and looking back at our past and what is still in our in with us today that we looked back at our past that makes no sense but well, you you said what is still within our hearts what yeah. what is kind of a part of us what is a must do what are must haves what are must watches what are much plays all these different glorious things at christmas the holiday season yes. basically um we're going to dive all into that but we will be remiss not to do our shameless plugs of the show before we dive in. Yes, it may be the holiday season, boys and girls, but we're still going to subject you to this little quick snippet. This could be your gift to us, is doing one of the many things that Alan is about to recite again. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, so yes, feel free to get in touch with us, everybody, uh, at RetroshockPod on Twitter. DM, tweet, whatever you feel is handy for you to get in touch with us on the show. If you have a slightly longer message, DM is probably the easier option. Let us know what you would like to see on the show in 2019, be it a theme, be it a certain old movie that you want to hear us to talk about, uh, an old TV show, you name it, send it our way and we will look into getting it in as an episode in 2019. You can also drop us a message on Facebook, just search Operation Retroshock on there and of course this would be the extra special Christmas holiday gift for us. If you are indeed enjoying the show, feel free to leave us a lovely review on the likes of iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And there also is the Podbean app where you can download that and leave a comment there. Um, and then we can see that. It doesn't matter if you're from America or from the UK. We can actually see anyone who leaves a comment there. So that's probably going to be the easiest way for you to do that. Absolutely. And we will be in 2019 looking into... Uh, other places that we can get the show online to you. I have been wanting to try and get it up onto the likes of Spotify and mm-hmm. all as well, because that's a big place for podcasts and all now as well. And eventually the Google Play stop store. That is easier said than done if you're in the UK, because you have to have like an American account or something like that for the Google Play store. But it is something I promise I will be looking into in 2019 because that, of course, is the easiest avenue for folks uh, if you have an Android device, if you're wanting to listen to a podcast. But yes, if you would do any of those things, 
it would be very much appreciated. We'd love to hear from you and uh, talk about your different topics on the show indeed. So, much like almost our last episode where we were talking about our best things of 2018 and even slipping into a couple of things that we were looking forward to in 2019. Spoiler for the end of the show when we tell you what's coming next. Um, We're going to talk about movies, games, TV shows, etc, etc. That we just go back to year on year during the holiday season and like in the last episode Chris we're going to start with movies and I'll let you take it away oh well movies I think you'd be remiss if you didn't watch a Star Wars movie at this time of year um obviously it's not a Christmas movie uh Nobody, probably in their right mind, unless they're really drunk, will watch the Star Wars Holiday Special, you know, to do with Life Day and things like that. Um, Nobody would want to watch that because that's three hours of torture. So unless you're just feeling sorry for yourself, you could watch that or whatever. But obviously this is a time of year where you get the Christmas movies out and this is, you know, some people start in October, Robbie, or maybe January, Mike Lacey. Um, far too early gents yeah, far too early uh, and watch Christmas movies and off the top of my head Elf is always much watched after meeting James Caan as well um, this past year um, he was the only reason why my sister knew who it was was because of Elf um, <laughs> I actually got my sister last Christmas an Elf pop um, which was a chase version instead of having a present in his hand had the syrup uh-huh. obviously that he poured on spaghetti and everything um, Elf Home Alone um, it still baffles me that people say that that's not a Christmas movie. It, just, it baffles Excuse me. Excuse me, people say this? Yes, exactly. Uh, obviously one that uh, Bruce Willis says is not a Christmas movie, although Asda uh, uh, had it in their Christmas movie chart, um, was Die Hard. Asda, a.k.a. Walmart for our yes. American listeners. Uh, Die Hard, obviously. Uh, Gremlins yeah, is another one. Totally. Um Obviously, this is almost like, you know, whenever I say a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. So is Mogwai. Uh, and <laughs> you have rules that you need to adhere to and don't feed it and everything. Um, there's a um, there's some other ones. Um, uh, planes, trains and automobiles for me is one that I will watch because obviously in the UK here, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. This is set as Thanksgiving, but it's as close to Christmas as it's going to be because yeah. obviously they're wanting to go home with their families and obviously then you find out that uh, John Candy's character doesn't have any family and uh, it's just it's a hilarious movie um, and it's one that every time I watch I always find myself laughing because again the chemistry between John Candy and Steve Martin is just fantastic um, they for me I'm going to see because I have some here um, Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore is one that in previous years I haven't really watched um, and the same with the Tim Allen one so this year may be something different very much like the new one on Netflix that I can't remember the one that has Kurt Russell in it I know the one you mean yeah, yeah. apparently that is meant to be fantastic so this will be the first year that I watch that check it out so I've heard nothing but good things about that um, and obviously one that uh, a lot of people would watch and uh, one that I started watching a couple of years ago is Miracle on 34th Street um, it's just a lovely lovely film um, and that's what you want this time of year Scrooged for me would be an unsung hero Bill Murray and that is 
fantastic and just a different way of watching a Christmas Carol. You know, like if you wanted to obviously watch that, you could watch Muppets. Um, isn't it Muppets? Muppets Christmas, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. If you want to hear actually, folks, um, Chris's opinions and all on Scrooge, it is actually way back in the archives on one of our previous Christmas specials from yesteryear. Oh, okay. So it is. So if you want to hear a bit more in depth talk about Scrooge, you can go back. And listen to that, boys and girls. Don't exactly ask me which Christmas just yet. That's just came up off the top <laughs> okay. of my head there. Um, but it is in there. It's not too hard. All you have to do is go back and look at the Decembers for the number of years the show's been out. Yep. Uh, so you've only about eight potential to, to <laughs> wow. pick from there. Uh, so you have, but it, it is in there. So it is. Maybe our Christmas specials could be a, a part of your Christmas tradition. Well, hey. Yay. That would so be what, lovely. What about you? And obviously, I've rhymed off a, a lot of movies there. You but... have rhymed off a good few, and of course, a few of those definitely are on uh, my list. Muppets Christmas Carol definitely mm. is in there. Michael Caine, and that is just. Michael Caine's Michael Caine. Yeah. So he is. Michael Caine's superb in whatever he does. Um, for me, always. This is, this is again, maybe just slightly an age thing, and when you grew up mm-hmm. with certain Muppets things but this and Treasure Island for always for me are my most enjoyed Muppet movies oh no the Muppet, um, the Muppet movie the very original one for me is my favourite well um, this is what I'm saying yeah but it's the music in that that makes it for me and the cameos of certain people but then Muppet Take Manhattan was good and then Great Muppet Caper was mm, no. but yeah it's you know it's things you get yourself attached to and Definitely A Muppet's Christmas Carol was always a thing that would be on the TV, especially when I was growing up. Um, you mentioned it as well, Santa Claus, especially Tim Allen's version. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, the movie movie that is probably near single-handedly responsible for most people of at least my generation on spelling Santa Claus wrong <laughs> and including the e in there everybody um another one that is definitely specifically well debated again not as much as die hard but is one of those ones that is appropriate for both of these holidays and that is the nightmare before christmas it's because something it can be both a halloween and a christmas movie it's something i've never watched because i think i've started watching it and it was very musical Mm-hmm. and for me I was just like no I, I get why people enjoy it so much but it is one of those ones that it's like a twofer you can watch it at Halloween or at Christmas absolutely which is a nice combo to have yeah. so it is and it has some really creepy stuff in there especially if you watch it uh, as a younger child like I did um, but that's Tim Burton for you mm-hmm. so it is um, one that is definitely uh, a fun Christmas movie, movie and not appropriate at all for the kiddly winks is bad, bad santa. santa yeah i i forgot about that obviously the first one the second one i watched haven't watched it i watched the last year was it last year it last year yesterday. oh no if you enjoy bad santa do not this is to bad santa what indiana jones and king of the crystal skull is to indiana jones um because obviously it has the kid who's growing up but still is with Billy Bob Thornton's Santa, and it's it's kind of just it's almost like a cash grab, is essentially what that is. Came too late. Yeah. Came too late. Yeah. Uh, very much like a Kindergarten Cop Two with Dolph Lundgren. Um, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say if you enjoy the original Bad Santa, 
um, like you say, not for the Killywinks, but it is. It's a very, very much like Scrooge is. It's very dark in its humor, but it hits the mark. Yeah, with it, you it know. is. It is a superb movie. Um, now diving into movies that aren't particularly Christmas movies, but are probably on my terrestrial TV time at Christmas time, and it's always like, oh, there's always an Indiana Jones one on or exactly. Star Wars one on. Indiana Jones is in there mm-hmm. for sure. So Star Wars you've already mentioned is uh, a go-to, um, but. Anybody that knows me also knows about Back to the Future. Oh, I never thought of that, Alan. So You're is. a fan of Back to the Future. I know. Isn't it a shock and a surprise to all that are listening? Um, but then again, it is always one of those ones that at least one of them is probably on TV at some point mm-hmm. over the Christmas holidays, be it Boxing Day or Christmas Day or whatever. Um, and it's always, I will always put it on and I will sit down and I will watch it at There's the time it's on. one that's just popped into my head that... I think it's always around Christmas, New Year's, which would be big. Yeah. With Tom Hanks. Uh, that, for me, is one that I would probably associate with Christmas. And it was, it was always around, around Christmas time. Um, there was always that. And then there was always the snowman, obviously. Yes. Walking in the earth. Majestic. Very much like it's Celine Dion was in uh-huh. the room. Hello, Celine Dion. I'm like a young Alan Jones. Okay. Um, wow. But another one that's in there for me, and again, not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it's a, it's one that I, it's a movie I thoroughly enjoy uh, from my childhood again. That's Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Because it's, again, it's just a, yes, it has very much an emotional core to it, mm-hmm. but it's a, just a fun family movie yeah. that you can watch together. Funny you say that, considering the kind of topic about a family coming apart. Uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire, but it is definitely one that you can just sit down with the family and have a good da- time, and it is one of Robin Williams again. It's probably one you, that you could probably say this for most of Robin Williams' stuff, but it is again just a masterclass yeah. uh, of comedy and acting from Robin Williams. That's probably actually um, something I didn't mention in our last episode of um, TV things from 2018. But there was a fantastic documentary that was released, I think it was on HBO or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so same people who do Game of Thrones and all that. Uh, it was like an hour, hour and a half long. And it was all about, you know, the life and career of Robin Williams. So it obviously had people sitting down and talking mm-hmm. about him and all. But it was also showing you these snippets of things that you've never seen uh, of his work. So you saw some outtakes that have never been seen of Mrs. Doubtfire and Aladdin and all these sort of things. Um, a particular one we all remember from Mrs. Doubtfire is when uh, he's talking to his actual wife in the kitchen and he comes and says about Mrs. Doubtfire's husband mm-hmm. and, you know, his wife thinks that he died because he was an alcoholic. Yeah, he got hit by a Guinness truck. He got hit by a Guinness truck. In that documentary, you see three or four different takes different jokes right on yes he was killed and she thinks he was an alcoholic but just different okay ways you know funny jokes mm-hmm. of how he was killed in the end and you see the actress trying to keep a straight face speaking of which did you watch I just saw it on YouTube the other day but I'm watching it the mini reunion of Mrs. Doubtfire that had the kids and Pierce Brosnan and everything. Scary. Like, what was it, 25 odd years later? And just seeing how different they look, but at the same time, Pierce Brosnan just looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. He's like another one, like Kenny Minogue. Just um, a wee bit grayer in the hair department, that's about it. Doesn't age 
and just looks the same. So, but yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire would be a hundred percent in uh, my movies that I would tend to go back to over the holiday period. Okay. So would so we will move on to video games. Okay. And now this is where my list gets considerably long here so as oh well I, mine is going to be like that with tv but we'll get on to that in a so second is, well that's good that's good because yeah. my tv list is a wee bit less okay so it is so that balances well out here i will there. let you lead the way with video games and then i will lead the way with tv okay All right. sounds good to me okay. so i just went and this is <laughs> this isn't anything and everything that i would ever potentially play you know at christmas or whatever but they're just they're key big games from my past that I always remember, mm-hmm. you know, having either got or playing over yeah. the holidays. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start off, and there, you're probably going to see a theme here, at least at the very beginning. And that is a key part, being Nintendo. Right, I was going to say, <coughs> if Donkey Kong is not on this list, I will be very, very shocked. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be very, very shocked if Donkey Kong 1, 2, 3 aren't on this list. Well, yes. Donkey Kong is at the top of the list. So it is. That whole trilogy is definitely in there. Because, well, that game is pretty much responsible for me being a gamer. Mm -hmm. Full stop. End of story. It's responsible because it was a Christmas. Might have been Christmas 1994. I think it was. That it was the bundle. Okay. Donkey Kong Country with my Super Nintendo. While you're going to do that, I just had a thought. So you carry on talking. I'm just going to... If you hear some noise, I'm going to look in my drawer here for something oh. that I have. Um, this is this is proper old school retro shot yeah. going on here right now where Chris goes and starts hooking off microphone. So, was, But yeah, Donkey Kong Country is definitely at the top of my list when it comes to games that I would be playing at Christmas time. It's extremely handy nowadays considering it's all available on... You know, digital consoles and those sort of things as well to get a hold of. And the Super Nintendo Mini as well. And the Super Nintendo Mini, exactly. Um, unfortunately, obviously, number two and number three aren't on the Super Nintendo Mini, but um, these sacrifices must be made. Um, so it's right up there. Um, Mario, Mario 64, I think, is also right up there when it comes to uh, Christmas games. That I would tend to play. Boy, you're making a meal of this, fella. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have really thought about this beforehand. You have not thought about this. I have at all. It just popped into my whatsoever. Head. This, I'm, I'm glad, ladies and gents. I'm just going to let you know that I'm not repacking this uh, drawer that Chris has pulled apart God. here later. Oh, there we go. Well done, Chris. That's not. That's not too bad. It only took you a few minutes. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's gone well, everybody. Yeah, you can't get the drawer closed. Carry <laughs> on talking there, own. No, oh dear, he's completely mucked this up, everybody. So he has. Oh, that's that. That would be why everyone, because stuff has fallen down the back of the actual drawer. I would say that's a job well done, Chris. Congratulations, well done. Uh, he's back, everybody. What is it you have to say now? No, I found my diary from nineteen ninety one. What? Okay, so I'm going to write what. I got, well, apparently on Christmas time, I got three Nintendo games. So one of them must have been Super Mario 3. Okay. Because on the 28th, I got the World 4, which is Giant Land. 
and played it with my friend uh, Stephen Wilson, who I still keep in contact with. Another one must have been A Boy in His Blob, because I went up to town on the 27th and got A Boy in His Blob, so I bought that. Um, Punch-Out must have been another one that I got, so... I just wanted to get that. On the 26th, I mainly and always do play the computer. Dad came home early today, <laughs> um, which is always nice to look back. And it's just whenever he said about video games, that's and cool. I thought, you know, that's the only diary that I ever... God, I lived a very boring life in 1991. Not <laughs> video much games. Has, yeah, not much has changed because <laughs> for my birthday, let's just say, because I got stuff for my birthday on the 10th of January. If I can get to that page. Um, do do do. Oh no. Oh yeah. Um on the fifth of January I got Mega Man for my birthday. So, nice one. Yeah, so But yes. Um Mario sixty four. Okay. Again would always be in there, again another handy one because of virtual consoles and all. And one that I genuinely thought I would be sitting down to play again this Christmas on a sixty four mini. Okay. I think, I think everybody kind of thought we would be getting that this holiday season because the last two holiday seasons I... We've got the mini Nintendos. We will get that, but I think we'll not get it until the summer because of the PlayStation 1 Classic. I think if the PS1 Classic didn't come out, I think we would have got an N64 Mini. Oh, I definitely think it's a given it's coming. Mm-hmm. So it is, but I genuinely thought, right, I'll be sitting down this Christmas with my Wii N64 Mini plugged into the television, uh, looking back at some of uh, the most popular N64 games. Um, Mario Kart, definitely. That's something I'll get onto in a minute or two, yeah. That's a, that's a given. Uh, here's one that uh, is maybe one that people wouldn't immediately jump to and think, but really when you do think about it in depth, it's probably like this for a lot of people, is Wii Sports. Okay. Because I think that's probably why there's there are so many Nintendo games on my kind of Christmas list mm-hmm. of the games that I would go and play at Christmas, because Christmas was always when I would tend to get my Nintendo consoles. And plus the fact Nintendo is more family-orientated console and games than, the you know, like most kids who get a Switch will probably get either Mario Kart, maybe 1-2 Switch, or Mario Party. Or Smash, even. Or Smash, something like that. You know, like you could just imagine your granny trying to play, what button does what? No, it's not It's not uh, you know, this year, but again, kids that are getting the Switch could end up with Super Mario Odyssey as well. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. Um, but no, definitely Wii Sports. I remember sitting down over the Christmas holidays when I got my Wii, and that's all I really played mm-hmm. was Wii Sports. You got engrossed in the tennis. You got engrossed in like the ten pin board or the golf or the golf. Yeah, because my dad would play that. Be like, you come back and we just see him stand there. And what uh-huh. are you doing? Playing golf? And be like. But okay. that, I think that's the thing as well with Wii Sports is it got so many people into playing games, families, as yeah. you say, that maybe wouldn't normally have been playing. Oh yeah, yeah over totally. over the holidays. So yeah, it's in there on my list. Um, another one's Banjo Kazooie. Okay, that's rare for you. Uh, so as in that's rare. That's on the list, or that's rare <laughs> as the people who made it. The people who made I it. I see. Okay. Um, it still makes me sad that. Rare are not making games for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're in that Microsoft bubble, still making like Sea of Thieves and stuff like that, which they got fairly heavily um, dragged over the coals for. Again, seems like we say this in a lot of shows, being uh, delivering maybe half of a game or not a full game. And it wasn't a case of it was like a year or so in the making. It was but quite a few. 
The rare now is definitely not the rare of Banjo-Kazooie time. Oh, totally. Uh, it's a completely different company. So, you know, the people who did worked at Rare then definitely don't really work at Rare nowadays. Uh, but Banjo-Kazooie being there, it was another one of those ones that you played in... It's another game I mentioned, actually, here. Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. He was in Diddy Kong Racing before his main game came out. And you're like, Tip-tap. That's you're the like, guy I always played. You're like, who's this bear with the random bird out of his backpack sort of thing? But it is, when you look back at the N64 as a whole, he's one of the key characters that stands out from that time period. Yeah. And again, he was a big thing at Christmas time for me. Uh, Smash Bros. Brawl. Okay. Because of the Subspace Emissary. Again, I just remember sitting down over the holidays, just playing that all night into the early hours and just being so engrossed by the story. Um, basically, any Pokemon game mm-hmm. is a given that I would go and play. I think it's going to be fair. I'll probably be playing Let's Go still uh, over the holidays this year. Um Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Funny, I was just going to say, after talking about Star Wars, and I was literally going to say about Rogue Squadron, and then you went, Rogue Squadron? And I was yeah. like, okay, get out of my head. Definitely Rogue Squadron. Uh, more so the uh, earlier one, mm-hmm. on the 64, definitely. We st- we talked about it in the Star Wars episode. Yeah. Trying to do your tow cable around the AT-80s, that sort of stuff. I remember always playing that as well. Um, now to go into like wrestling... Stuff. Okay. Uh, WCW versus NWO Nitro. You remember that one? I remember uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge. Uh-huh. I remember that one. I do, I do not remember the Nitro one. Whatsoever. I think it's. I think it was like Nitro and Revenge were like the two versions okay. or something like that of the game. And then WWF No Mercy as well. Okay, that's the one with Austin on the yeah, front cover. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, into the PlayStation side of things, um, I remember. Gran Turismo 3, when okay. the PlayStation 2 came out. Right. Um, that was like my absolute go-to. Mm-hmm. And I would love... This is the annoying thing with not having the likes of a virtual console for PlayStation, really. Yes, they have like, what is it, that PlayStation... PlayStation Now. Yeah, PlayStation just... Now. But I would love to have a Gran Turismo 3 just to go on and play again. Mm-hmm. So because... The newer Gran Turismo's don't really do it for me as much as they used to nowadays. Um, they put a lot of effort into their graphics and their visuals, all that sort of stuff now, but their cars still do sound a bit like hair dryers. Okay. So they do. Um, and it does just take so long between games now. Like, you know, the Gran Turismo game that came out, wasn't it last year now? It was like Gran Turismo Sport. Sport. Yeah. Um. We're still waiting. That's basically like, what was it, like their A spec that they did for a few stretches as well uh, in the PlayStation uh, 2 era. Um, maybe if I get a full one, I'd be back into it again, much like Gran Turismo 3. But I just remember hammering Gran Turismo 3 over the holidays when I got it. Um, something that, again, I mentioned in the last episode, Spiral. Okay. It's a big one. Driver. The original driver. Um, the, Funny, we were talking about that in work the other day about like Driver, the getaway, and comparing those two yeah, kind of I, games. I don't think I could be completely wrong here, like, but I would think Driver has to probably be a game that people have wasted. I shouldn't say wasted, but put the most time in to the first 
level. And it's not even actually really the first level. It's the tutorial mm-hmm. where you're in that underground car park and you have to do all the different things. You know, 360, yeah. Yeah. slalom, handbrake, turn, yeah. uh-huh. J-turn. Yeah. In a certain amount of time. And you would always either hit a pillar or something when you're doing the slalom or you wouldn't be able to do the burnout in time mm-hmm. or something like that and the clock would just expire and you're like, ah! and you know, you're ready to absolutely yeah. uh, throw your controller across the room. Very much like when we say that, the one that pops into my head is Stuntman. Yeah. It's very much like you would get to a certain part and then you would have to do something at the end and then you would fudge that up and you'd have to do it all again. You're like, oh, why is this so frustrating? <laughs> um, Tony Hawk's. Okay. As well. Um, Which one? Probably two. Okay. I would say probably two. I played a lot of the Tony Hawks in that sort of period, two, three. Um, but I think two, probably when you look back at it, is probably the most iconic out of the, yeah. t- the Tony Hawks games. Um, and that was that was that time period where every man and their dog was into skateboarding. Bravo, Tony Hawks. Um one that again shouldn't be a surprise to most here would be Vice City. Okay. For GTA. Um I've waxed lyrical about uh Vice City on this show, so I'm not gonna dive any deeper into it than that. And then really nothing not one specific uh one, but just probably one of the sort of that PlayStation two era of Smackdown games. Okay. You know, be it what is it, Here Comes the Pain or Just, just Bring It. it. Yeah. Those, that's no, that's role, sort of yeah. that's sort of time frame. Okay. Um they were always definitely on the Christmas list. Because that's why I'm trying to remember. The Christmas I got my PS2, I got Gran Turismo Tech and Tag Tournament. Yep. And I think the SmackDown from that year, which I think was maybe Just Bring It. Okay. So it was and that that was that Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was Alan Dunn now. Leave me be. Let me play my PlayStation. Um, and then finally, sort of more on the modern side of things, these are definitely ones that I would not think twice, really, at any time of the year. Never mind Christmas. Um, just sitting down and playing again. And it's one, definitely one of these I'm extremely tempted to do this Christmas when I have okay. the time. Um, the first one is Uncharted 2. Okay. But the one I'm talking about is Mass Effect 2. Right. Not a game I got at Christmas Mm -hmm. or has any special connection to Christmas, but it is just the sort of game that you could sit yourself down when you have a couple of days over the holidays and just become engrossed in. Yeah. All over again. Oh, I I totally agree with you. Like all the DLC stuff to do with that is just. So my favourite DLC, like the Lair of the Shadow Broker, a prime example of that. But yeah, just like meet the characters again and kind of divulge into that story. And then once you finish two, then go like, right, okay, hmm, it's time to go on to three. <laughs> and then you play Andromeda and it's like, you know, like I, I have Andromeda there to do again because I never finished it. But I want to give it another go. Just mm-hmm. to try and say, I've done all the Mass effects, you know, and do it it's, that way. It's definitely not... I don't think it deserves... I'm not going to say the hate it got, because it didn't really get hit. No, it, it just, just got, got panned, panned, yeah. So it did. I don't think it deserves the total panning it got, because when you look at... When you hear the ba- you know the behind-the-scenes stuff that went on there, it was basically a game turned around in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you got in the end, if it was a game turned around in a year and a half... 
is not bad going. So it isn't. But I think it is just the original trilogy, especially almost in the way the original trilogy ended, was going to be a very hard act to follow. Yeah. And with all the little factors coming together, it just, it was probably always going to really, no matter how hopeful you were, mm-hmm. end up the way it kind of did. But, you know, as a game, if you were to go out and buy it now, I think it can be picked up for probably about a tenner. Yeah. Now, so you can, be it download or whatever. It's worth the tenner. Definitely, you know, don't hesitate to go and try it, folks. But it's not a game that you would totally say is worthy of Bioware. Yeah. You know, what you expect from Bioware when it comes to their uh, their games. But Mass Effect 2 is, for me, Bioware at its absolute pinnacle. Mm-hmm. It's absolute peak of what it can do with games. It's why so many people beg for a remastered, oh, yeah. you know, original trilogy of the games. As more time goes, I don't think we will get it. No. But it would be fantastic, nonetheless, if we did. Uh, and the more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself into probably playing it this Christmas. The more you're talking about it, the more you're actually talking me into playing it as well. Because it's sitting there, it's installed on my Xbox because it's backwards compatible. And I have Mass Effect 3 as well. And then the original Mass Effect I have downloaded. As much as I enjoy the first one, the second one for me is where it's at. And yeah. then to follow that on from the third one, I totally agree with what you're saying. So that could be a new tradition is whether you do Mass Effect 2 and then you leave it for a year and then you do the third one next year <laughs> and then you do Andromeda the year after that. But yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Um, what games would be go-tos for you oh, at Christmas time? Right, well, ones that I remember playing at Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Super Mario 3 definitely is one that I like I just talked about from 1991 um Super Mario World would be one that I didn't get for Christmas but my sister got a Super Nintendo and I remember playing that in her room like my mom playing it that's the only game that my mom has ever played is Super Mario right. World um she can get as far as the first level whenever you've completed the castle and you go up and then that's whenever you learn to fly that's as far as the only person I know as well who nicknamed that birds of a feather so that was the level and she wouldn't get any further than that so definitely that um like you say star wars rogue squadron um because i got my gamecube one christmas i then got luigi's mansion as well so that was one i played christmas another one that i'm surprised you didn't mention was sonic adventure on the dreamcast that's actually a fair show that was one that i remember getting at christmas time was i played that at christmas um it's still as much as the 3D Sonics are nowhere near as good as like Sonic Mania and that kind of thing, it's still one that I enjoy playing um, because it reminds me of Christmas. Um, Mario Kart, obviously, like you say, is a go-to that, especially with having the Switch now, if I go around to my sister's on Boxing Day where they come around here, I hook it up to the TV, give the kids a controller, give one of them a controller. New Super Mario Bros on the Wii U was one that we played. For a couple, for maybe a year or two, um, and then obviously the likes of the older Super Mario Brothers, etc., Mario Kart, um, like I just said. Um, for me, if I was to sit down and play a game, one of the ones that I seem to go to quite a lot is Animal Crossing because of the fact that it factors in times of the year. So at Christmas time, you will get snow and, you know, like if you were playing on Christmas Day, very much like if you play Pokemon on your birthday and you go in the Pokemon Center, the lights go dark and then it pops and then you get a wee birthday kick on the behind Nurse Joy. 
Um, so that's always something that's always fun to do as well. But Animal Crossing for me would be one that on the DS or the GameCube um, that I would revisit. Now, fair enough, I haven't done the GameCube one in years. And I think you'd about, have a lot of weeds right now. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that I would be looking at that going like, well, this town could just stay as it is because <laughs> I did that once and then I went, right, I need to keep an eye on that every month or two. And it was like, no. Um, so yeah, so they would probably be the main ones like that. Um, obviously, with the likes of, say, playing online and things, you know, like Battlefront was a big one the last couple of years, the first one. The second one, I haven't really enjoyed the online aspect as much as I did the first one. I think they changed way too much after you played the first one and I didn't like the different ways that the weapons were done and all that kind of stuff. But um, the first one, um, I would I truly enjoyed playing like online or whatever. And I think one that after Christmas playing with some people was Gears of War because um, we used to play that like every Sunday religiously and I think doing that after Christmas and catching up with people was another big one there um, so that would probably be the ones that I would um, go to at Christmas so probably play Animal Crossing may play Mass Effect 2 after somebody talking about it now <laughs> um, but it's not a case if it's a bad thing to go and play with um, but I think with the likes of Animal Crossing and Pokemon, like you said, probably I still have um, gold to play and I would like to do X or Y again because that's probably one of my favourite newer Pokemon series. Oh yeah, with um, the evolutions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So there are the things there that I really enjoy doing. So yeah, that would awesome. be me with video games. Well then, over to you for okay. television. Right, well with television, I don't know if you ha- have seen this, but with television, Chris has... A list for every day of December that oh, has a wow. that has a Christmas special for him to watch. This 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 definitely was the right idea. Do you take the lead on this one? Okay. So <laughs> now this has changed from time to time, from year in year out. This has changed. There'll be other things now. Obviously, if I was to go through this, um, which I will do in a second, like day one, I haven't got to because there's new things that have come in. That I will watch now. The US Office, the one with Steve Carell, is one that um, has numerous Christmas specials, and I think I've got like two left to watch. So once I've done that, then I will get on to this. So day one. Um, now some of these shows you may not be familiar with, and some of these, if they're UK based show, I will tell you that there. And then there's some down the bottom that are honourable mentions as well, just in case I've watched them and then I want something else to watch. Sure. So. Uh, Gavin and Stacey, which is a UK-based show, um, that 70s show, which obviously Americans will have heard of with um, Toffer Grace and uh, Mila Kunis, etc. Um, the Royal Family um, has several ones, so this is the Golden Egg Cup. Day 4, Warehouse 13, um, which is kind of, I don't know if you've watched this show, uh, if you haven't, it's very much like uh, they go around to find different artefacts, um, but I think it's almost like if you like Doctor Who, you'll enjoy this. Got you. Um, so there's one called Secret Santa and Greatest Gift. Obviously, Arrow has several ones which I have listed here, which are normally around episode eight or nine. So you've got yes. Year's End, Three Ghosts, The Climb, Dark Waters, things like that. Um, Thunderbirds, Give or Take a Million. Then Day 8 is End of Time, Part 1. Day 9, End of Time, Part 2. Day 10, Christmas Carol. These are all Doctor Who. Day 11, Twice Upon a Time, Doctor Who. Day 12, Know Me, Knowing Yule, which is Alan Partridge, 
Christmas special yes. UK show. It's, um, it's, it's fairly up there for a lot of UK people anyway on their Day Christmas 13 specials. would be the, um, I think it's Heroes and Villains, is it called? Which show? Which is only Fools and Horses. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Heroes yes. and Villains, Modern Men and Time in Our Hands. This is one where Adele and Ronnie become Funny, they're, they're on my list as well. Yeah. Um, Speaking of David Jason, Darling Bulls of May. Yeah. Um, the Flash um, also, again, has episode Oops. nine. So we're heading into episode nine and the upcoming, you know, would have after, been passed around. Yeah, so you would have had that. Again, Royal Family, uh, Lewis and Clark, um, season two, um, has like a couple of Christmas episodes, very much like Smallville does. Another one is Quantum Leap, um, A Little Miracle. Day 19, Night Rider, Silent Night. Um, one that you may watch is Chuck, um, which yeah. is Chuck versus Santa Claus. Oh, yes. Um, day 21, Two Broke Girls, um, which is one of my... Just stop you there for just a quick second. You know the way we were talking in the other episode about shows to dive back into? Mm-hmm. That may be my mission over Christmas time. Okay. It might be Chuck. Okay. Day 21, Two Broke Girls. Day 22, uh TV series that my sister and I used to watch all the time is Saved by the Bell. Whoops. Day 13 is Scrubs. Day 14 is a guilty pleasure of mine, one called Las Vegas, which has James Caan, Josh Duhamel from Transformers, and a couple other people as well. Um, Day 25, Home Improvement, um, which has like quite a few of them. So you have other ones here like Power Rangers, Family Guy, Big Bang Theory, Will and Grace, Cheers. So you've got like here 30 Rock, Big Bang Theory, all the episodes, Friends, all the episodes there, Full House, That 70s Show, and Bottom, which again, you would have Holy. One of the ones again, which a lot of people don't really talk about which would be the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special <laughs> I still to this day whenever I watch that I always think it's longer than in my head I picture it being like an hour and a half but it's like about 35-40 minutes something like that um, but for me these are always ones that I always tend to go to I would always be more because I find it easier if I come home from work I can watch a Christmas special or something that lasts half an hour rather than watching a movie which is an hour and a half yeah I would still watch Christmas movies, but I find that TV shows are more accessible. You know, that's why I was moving all these here, you know, like, because I have the majority of them there. It's like Peanuts there, you know, like, and then you have other things like Smallville, Warehouse 13, etc. Buffy even has one, which is, I think it's called Amends, which is to do with Angel thinks he's going to die and he doesn't and all this. But, but TV, TV shows would be more accessible, especially if you're coming home from work. Yeah. Because uh, there's a good chance, especially in uh, your line of work with dealing with the lovely paying public, uh, buying their Christmas presents and stuff for the holidays. It's very busy. It's very uh, energy uh, sapping on yeah. you. And by the time you come home, you probably really just would like to lie down and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So having something that's maybe about that sort of half an hour, 40 minutes is something that you can, I'm not going to say make through yeah but it's just enough time that you're like yep okay i've got a wee dose of christmas and now i can chill out for a while yeah i want to see if also i have the incredible hulk box set there so i want to see there if there's any christmas specials on that um i'm kind of just looking behind here because obviously i have the likes of say you know real ghostbusters probably have sort of christmas specials and things like that um the majority of Chris, majority of shows will do but I think one of the big factors for probably both of us is 
that this year we don't have a Doctor Who Christmas special for the first time, mm-hmm. probably yeah. since it came back. We have a New Year's special. Yeah, which we obviously had a New Year's special whenever the End of Time Part 2 aired. Um, but for me, this should have been, I don't understand why it's not a Christmas special, instead of... See, the one thing, the way I'm trying to look at it, or at least the way I've maybe analysed this a wee bit, is that with... Uh, with holiday specials, with Christmas specials, they always feel the need, of course, to work in the subject matter, which is it's Christmas mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you take Doctor Who, um, one of my favorite episodes, Christmas episodes, Christmas Carol, is pretty much the old Christmas Carol story yeah. of Ghost of Christmas Past, blah 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 blah. Yes, for me then, that's one of the most enjoyable and you're not really changing the formula too much. But there has been sometimes some episodes in all TV shows where it's almost like you're forcing it in. Yeah. You're kind of holding yourself to the subject matter. But having so, said... So I wonder, is that why they've maybe pushed it to the new year? But having said that, whenever, <clears throat> whenever you watch like Voyage of the Damned, it's set at Christmas, but doesn't really focus on Christmas too heavily. Mm-hmm. Whereas I get what you're saying, like with Elisa, the line, the, the Doctor... The Witch in the Wardrobe kind of one. and One of the worst ones. Yeah, and then was it the wedding, the the the, the weddings of River Song or whatever, <clears throat> which I only watched for the first time not too long ago, and that, to me, didn't feel Christmassy. So maybe you're right, maybe it's a case of the made at New Year's, so instead of watching it, you can only watch it Christmas time, you can watch this one whenever you want whenever to. Whenever you want maybe to. Maybe that's what they're saying about that. But that'll be the interesting thing when... Uh, you know, New Year's rolls around and we get that like Doctor Who special <clears throat> New Year's is because you've been used to having those Christmas specials you're like will it just feel like another episode of Doctor Who yeah because it's not based at that time you know frame or subject matter um, or will they much like the start of this most recent season of Doctor Who go big and make it like this really extravagant story because mm-hmm. it's meant to be the special but yes we've already discussed here Doctor Who of course it's on my list for uh, what I would be watching over Christmas time Christmas Carol is an absolute you know nailed on watch for me uh, every single year Royal Family as you mentioned Mm -hmm. is just a fantastic show in general Queen of Sheba one I find I find that really difficult to watch because of the fact that you know with Nana passing and uh, I just find that it's a lovely special don't get me wrong like some of the moments in it are brilliant <clears throat> like whenever they're doing the floor and then they're dancing to the um, the Jungle Book music which yeah. is hilarious but there's um, yeah some of those moments that, in that are, are just fantastic but then other ones the likes of the ones I mentioned like the one to do with the Joe trying to um, uh, he keeps saying about his wife but she's dead at the moment and you're like <laughs> You know, it's it's sad to see that we'll never get another Royal Family Christmas special. Yeah. Which is sad. Um, It is indeed. Um, But it is one of those shows. There's one I forgot as well. Father Ted. It's on my list. So it is, yeah. Um, But yeah, the Royal Family is just one of those ones. Again, a show that (coughs) I'd recommend to anybody, especially uh, overseas uh, listeners, America, you know, other countries. Because... I don't know how out there the royal family 
ever has been, mm-hmm. whether it has made it onto like BBC America or it's something. It's spelt like that. Royal R O Y L E in case you type in Royal Family and you get stuff to do with the Queen and yes, all that kind absolutely. of jazz. Um, but yeah, like, you know, the whole cast in that show is just perfect. Mm-hmm. The perfect combination uh, of actors and actresses to just make it work because. At the end of the day, it's mainly a show based in a front room. Yep. So it is, and uh, you know that's not that's not something easy to pull off. Um, Only Fools and Horses again, as you've mentioned, mm. is just again one of those ones that you can always be pretty much guaranteed um, on some channel. It's going to have. Oh run, yeah. You know, Only Fools and Horses on over the Christmas period. The good thing is that Netflix only has the Christmas specials on there. So if you want to watch an Only Fools and Horses one, you go to Netflix and you have them all, which is great because you could just go one after the other and they're all just classic. Those ones there that I mentioned earlier on are fond memories because I remember watching that for the first time and the Batman and Robin skit. I remember that was the only time I ever saw my dad crying with laughter and I was just... It's just one of those ones that this was meant to be whenever the, that that was going to be the end of it. But it was so brilliantly done. There were so many things, you know, to do with. Like the one of my favourite parts is to do with whenever they're raising a toast is Cassandra and Rodney getting pregnant. Yeah. And it's like, Cassandra and Rodney, Cassandra and Rodney, Dave. Mm-hmm. And if you watch only Fools and Horses, you get that joke. Yeah. And if you don't, you need to watch it. Get that joke. Absolutely. Go and watch it. <coughs> Father Ted again, as we just slipped in there, um, is absolutely superb. Uh, you need a certain sort of humour probably to get it probably UK style of humour Ireland sort of humour yeah um, I think I'd say a lot of it wouldn't probably go for American heads I think that, that probably will be easier for them to watch because they have a laugh track rather than the royal family and that's no disrespect but it's a case of the royal family is funny but it's the jokes you need to kind of are there but they're not in your face like uh, a it's not laugh, would it's be. not laugh at this yeah uh, but then <clears throat> one that uh, you haven't mentioned that's on my list, and that's Mr. Bean. Okay. So it is, it's again, um, well, I'd say Mr. Bean is known enough in America because basically that's where his movie was done, yeah. you know, was based in America. And uh, I'd say most Americans know Rowan Atkinson from his uh, various different roles across the years. Uh, again, as we mentioned in a, in a not so long ago episode, uh, <coughs> you know, Zazu and the Lion King. Um, but I always remember, and it's again, it's one that's always on TV over Christmas is, you know, the specific one with him getting his head stuck in the turkey, turkey yeah. and, uh, <coughs> and, and running about the room and all. You can't go wrong with the likes of Mr. Bean over Christmas. And it just shows, uh, the skill of Rowan Atkinson as a comedic actor that he can do that with being silent. Yeah. Sort of thing, you know, it's kind of like that throwback, you know, to yesteryear when you know it was black and white and there was there was no talking, yeah, like Charlie no, Chaplin kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's all it's all visual comedy, uh, which is a fantastic thing when it comes to Mr. Bean. But that's TV for me, is that TV for you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that would definitely be, yeah. So, on to the final thing, then, okay, we'll round this up. You mentioned toys, mm-hmm. so what specific thing? Do you want to talk about with toys? Is it a favourite toy? Whatever that you got? <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously one of the toys that I wanted to get uh, whenever I was younger was Optimus Prime. 
unfortunately Santa slash mother father as well couldn't get me an Optimus Prime last year uh, Mr. Michael Lacey gifted me a mint in box Optimus Prime Ooh. so which you can see behind Aren't you, you a lucky boy there. yes so up the top so uh, yeah with the likes of that Obviously, Master of the Universe for me was a big part of my childhood, and so my one of my fondest memories, and I still remember to this day, was whenever I got my Teenage Mutant Ninja, sorry, Hero, Turtle figures um, one Christmas. I was sick with the flu then. It was the only time my uncle gave me a gift that was actually... Uh, suitable for me which was a Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle bag which I had and I still remember opening them and then having that new toy smell um, and putting them in the bag and then just lying on the sofa what you know like because obviously I wasn't well and then one toy that no matter what age you are if somebody was to give you this you'd be like happy is Lego oh yeah Lego Lego is a timeless toy and we actually have Lego things in work and there was like a nice Hulkabuster one and I was looking at that going oh and there's like a Harry Potter castle and I'm thinking I don't spend 60 quid that's the problem with Lego <laughs> yeah um, it's lovely to receive mm-hmm. but you go and you get that temptation and you go and see in the shops and you're like oh boy that's dear yeah you know if you want anything that's half decent in size or whatever you know to give you the time to be a bit creative and you know enjoy it mm-hmm. not like the wee mini sets or whatever um you fairly have to stump up the dosh oh yeah to get a hold of it lego is a big thing for me as well i have always loved lego and it's one of these things that i always go back through these little fads of you know getting some mm-hmm. uh so i do but the big problem for me is once it's built yeah, then that's it done. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's like, once it's done, it's like, right, where am I putting this? Exactly, where you am know. I putting this? And because, you know, you want one that isn't really these sort of wee yeah. small ones. Yeah, you want like a TIE fighter or an X-Wing or something like exactly that. Exactly, like, you know, I got, it's a couple of years ago now, you know, like um, the Batwing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, obviously, you folks who aren't listening here now, looking, can't see this, but... You know, it's probably about that, so it's probably about... It's probably about the size of your arm, yeah, basically. Probably, probably, yeah, probably from yeah. your elbow to your wrist in yeah. size. Uh, people are going like this here, and then people, people are looking at them I love the fact now that here we are, it's Christmas Eve, and probably a ton of our listeners are just currently listening to this, and have just put their arm out, and are looking from their elbow and to start, their wrist. And start tapping their vein, and then people are going, don't worry, I'm not a drug dealer. Uh... <laughs> um, but yeah then it's just like where do I put this yeah you know where do I logically put this um, it's it's such an enjoyable thing but I think when it comes to like the be all and end all of toys at least mm-hmm. at Christmas for me in my younger years uh, was Power Rangers okay. related, and that was the original Megazord and I think this is probably a story I've told before on the show but I'll tell it again because uh, it still always just kind of tickles me a wee bit when I look back at it, and that is, it was probably, it was probably a Christmas. It's probably the Christmas after I got my Super Nintendo. It's probably like ninety five or something like that. So that was when, like, the original Power Rangers was at its peak. Mm-hmm. So it was, and we had just recently um, that year moved house. So the house I had spent my first 
four odd years in this world living in. We were now in this new place. So it was my first Christmas in a different place. So, of course, the mum and dad and Santa Claus got together and probably were extremely extra special that year. And uh, that's the original Megazord. I'm sure uh, there was a lot of trouble went to uh, <clears throat> get uh, that particular toy that Christmas because I'd say that was probably one of the go-tos that Christmas. That was period. very much the same with my Turtles figures was that they were got in like a, you know, Macaulay's down yes, back? yeah. That's where they got them. Absolutely. In there. Um, but I, it's, what always makes me laugh about it is that, you know, I remember unwrapping the paper and the box being there, being so excited and my dad turned around to me and saying, okay, Alan, you know, we're going to have to, you, you know, read the book and make sure we put the right stickers on in the right place and, you know, those sort of things. And basically by the time near he'd got to the end of saying about, you know, right, take your time and, you know, we'll get this put together. I had the thing already assembled mm-hmm. because it came out of the box. It was that, I remember it as crystal clear to this day, it was the big cardboard box and then it slid out. And you remember the way you always got like these bigger toys back then and like the polystyrene, yeah. the white polystyrene. And they were all in their own wee individual compartments. So there was, you know, the Triceratops and the Sabretooth Tiger for the feet mm-hmm. and the Tyrannosaurus and the Pterodactyl, just all in their own wee slots. And I had those basically out, out of the plastic that was around them and pretty much put together <laughs> by the time he got to the end. Um, in the end, it did actually make it easier putting the stickers on them by having it fully assembled because I was like, Dad, that goes there, there and there. So, I think, so that's yeah. probably one of my key and probably happiest toy memories uh, when it comes to Christmas time. There's probably more, but that would be mm-hmm. the standout, at least for me. Any final things to say, Chris? Or do you think we have fairly you, went through? Have you asked for Santa for anything this year? Um, <laughs> cold hard cash. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no. how, uh, how things have changed. Lego. <laughs> Different things, yeah. I wouldn't mind some Lego. Lego would be nice. Uh, so that would be it definitely if someone was to you know slip into my uh, stocking behave yourselves everybody <laughs> uh, out there uh, a little Lego set or something like that for Christmas morning I would more than happy uh, you know play away the first few hours of Christmas morning uh, while the turkey's cooking in the oven or whatever um, that for me would be one of you know the nicest ways you can, or spending time with your family, of course, yeah. uh, on a Christmas morning, having that aroma in the air mm-hmm. and just playing whatever your new trinket or toy is. I hope that this year that they did it a couple of years ago, and I don't know if they did do it now, but one of the things that I've started doing is at Christmas Day is um, there was like Christmas with Gordon Ramsay. Yes. And I always loved watching that, so hopefully I will be able to have that because watching him cook stuff makes me hungry and then if you have the turkey in the oven well it's almost like smell of vision and you're like when's yeah. dinner for not for another five hours and you're like oh my god that, that, that for me is always the killer when it yeah. comes to christmas day is you're sitting there most of the days you're you've always especially growing up at least as well you're always up reasonably early because yeah. you have to get everything started you know when you're young you're the kid wanting up and at your presence yeah but you know, mum and dad are obviously always getting, having to get the food ready and if anybody else is coming around for the day or whatever, you know, everything has to be nice and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are always usually on the go fairly early. So 
by about nine o'clock, you're probably sitting there going, you're smelling the turkey and you're like, can I not have it now? <laughs> you know, sort of thing, give me the tasty thing. Especially if you're a kid, you're thinking, if I get my turkey out of the way now, then that means I have the rest of the day to play my toys. Well, this is it. So it's it always, it always happens like this for me that, you know, Christmas morning happens, you open your presents, you know, you exchange your gifts with everybody. You know, the turkey's been in the oven early. And like I said, nine, ten o'clock in the morning rolls around and you're sitting there and you're like, food, please. Mm-hmm. So always, usually around ten o'clock in the morning or whatever, pigs and blankets or something mm-hmm. usually come out of the oven. You know, yeah. I specifically get extra supplies <laughs> for the holiday period of like cocktail sausages and pigs and blankets and stuff like that just because they can be thrown in the oven and yeah. done dead quickly. So that's that's probably a, actually a good question then as well as much to round this out on when it comes to food. Um, but what is there is what's the one thing that you enjoy food wise oh, well, from the see, holidays? Obviously, turkey's great with stuffing and gravy oh, and yes, all that. Very nice. But we normally have nibbles the next day. So before you came round, um, obviously had to book our slot for like click and collect because obviously delivery trying to get delivery at christmas time is a nightmare so ordered you know the likes of cocktail sausages pigs and blankets mini pizzas you know like um we ordered um chicken that is shaped like um a dinosaur like christmas trees (laughs) yeah not iceland um but things like that so the next day that's whenever we have that and then you're sick to death of looking at turkey and sandwiches and turkey Turkey curry and and everything like that but yeah it's just sitting down for the christmas meal and then just having the turkey then you know like it's just something i always look forward to but then just you know like having the crisp, you know, having the family around and having the crisps out and seeing, seeing people munch That's into it. everything and, you know, like the chocolate and, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's Christmas, you know, like, uh, you know, like you've had all the chocolate, it's Christmas. You've drank all the Coke, it's Christmas. You've, you know, like you've done this here, it's Christmas. Have you started your Christmas shopping now? Go away. You know, like and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just more fun to do that. Um, my mom and dad used to have prawn cocktails like a couple of hours before dinner. I was like, smell that was just horrendous so <laughs> so no but yeah it's more of the nibble stuff like pigs and blanket like you say just seems to be something that i associate more with christmas than i do anything absolutely. else so absolutely i don't think um there is a more happier time for many folks on this planet than having a full belly spending good time with your family with mm-hmm. whatever new toys or trinkets you have um i think it is when a lot of stuff just comes perfect and comes together yeah so it does so yes that ladies and gentlemen i don't think there's a better sorry right no oh oh oh, there's there's one more before we go 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 what is your favorite christmas song oh for me mine has to be wham last christmas okay and slade merry christmas everyone slade's up there uh so it is but i'm gonna go for proper crimbo. Oh my lord! No, that's, no, I'm not being serious. Marshall <laughs> liked. Um, I do like what is the one that the darkness did as well. Um, oh, it's it's Christmas, Christmas time. time. Yeah, yeah sort of mm-hmm. It's actually I find that quite enjoyable, but you can't go far wrong with the likes of Slade. Yeah, as a classic for when it comes to Christmas time. 
Are we good? We're do- good now. It's just it popped in my head um, because that was one thing we didn't mention was music. And, Fantastic. So. Um, that has been really, really enjoyable. Uh, there's been some extreme rambling in there. But I very much hope everybody that is listening that uh, that has, well, I would like to think by the 24th of December, you ha- are very much in the Christmas mood and the holiday yeah. mood. Uh, and you know, you're you uh, either listening, as Chris said at the start of the show, to this on Christmas Day. Or wrapping your or presents wrapping for others. Presents, yep. Absolutely. Um, while listening to the show. But before we go, uh, I'm not going to do the usual whole plug ending because, you know, number one, we did it at the start, <laughs> but it would be, I don't think it's really a, the go-to for how you end kind of your Christmas show. But I think all we'd like to say is uh, from me, Alan Price, from him, Chris Vint, we would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays for uh, whatever holidays or uh, thing that you enjoy over this period uh, of the year. Uh, we hope you just enjoy at least spending some time with your families uh, together. And uh, yeah, we will see you all next week after we have uh, emerged from our uh, food comas <laughs> uh, of turkey toasties, ham toasties, pigs in blankets, all those lovely, glorious things. Um, and we will give you our little rundown of the things that we are looking forward to in 2019. So yes, indeed. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. And see you next week. <laughs> Thank you.